Welcome to the Live Leadership Podcast with myself, Leela Singh. All things coaching, career, and personal branding. This podcast is for ambitious career professionals like you, wanting to create a life of choice and freedom, to be, do, and have more through overcoming limitations, to develop new perspectives and insights, and to redefine your success, be that in work, health, relationships, and so much more. In today's episode of My Brand HQ, I am speaking with Yanis Antipas. Yanis is an entrepreneur, investor, author, and currently the CEO and founder of WorkScan, an AI-powered industrial placement portal that helps students find placements and internships using automation. In today's episode, Yanis shares with me his passion for tech, innovation and AI, the steps required for taking an idea to implementation, the benefits of AI and the possibilities this creates, the one thing that is essential for innovative success, the pros and cons of embarking on a career with a tech startup, and his latest idea to implementation. WorkScan and the massive impact this will have for both employers and students when it comes to automating the industrial placement process. So let's head over and hear what Yanis has to say. Yanis, good morning and welcome to My Brand HQ. How are you doing today? Good morning, Lila. Thank you for having me. I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for asking. So let's kick off with this. Where does your passion for tech stem from? <laughs> we started straight away with a very good question. Um, now, technology has the ability to impact lives um, at a level um, and, and at a scale uh, that has never been realized in, in, in the history of mankind. Now, um, the, the idea that something I can create can impact someone across the world now, in the future or, or whenever, it drives my passion for technology. It's, it's, it's something that it's basically, you can do, and, and you can basically, you can be here in the UK, for example, and you can do something that you can impact somebody, let's say in the US, in Canada, in Australia, wherever, wherever it is. Um, so that is literally the, the passion of it. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So talk to me about innovation, because that's something that you're heavily involved in and it just seems to come naturally to you. Um, Innovation, um, in a sense, it's to, to put it into contents, every, every successful impl implemented idea or product is a result of a long and, and pain stangingly supervised innovation process, uh, while principles and methods of ideas and, and, and basically uh, idea development are universal for all industries. Um, th there is no strict rule regarding the steps from idea generation to implementation. Now, the idea generation is a crucial process uh, because if, for business, uh, because business is looking to innovate and gain competitive advantage, uh, it's basically, it's very, it's, it's kind of a building. When you're building a, a big building, you need to have the foundation correctly done first, and then you need to basically look at what you're gonna put at the top or how you're gonna decorate it. Same thing here, 
is very crucial process for businesses looking to innovate and gain competitive advantage. So that could mean looking at your competitors, reading negative reviews of your competitors. I know it might sound bad, but reading competitor negative reviews actually can be advantage to you because you can, of course, see what they are lacking on and you can build on that and work on it. So when you generate idea with your workforce, ecosystems, customers, and beyond using an idea management system, um, will help you uh, because you will collect invaluable insights um, to improve processes, create breakthroughs, products or services, and you are going to be able to disturb disturb markets and, and much more. So it's, it's kind of um, a formula that you'll have to put in, in place and, and think of all kind of um, possible ways uh, that could affect you as a business so for, for example it could be political it could be marketing it could be uh, legal it could be uh, your customer wise it's literally all of those um, you need to basically look at them and have a process for it so having a defined process to take these generated ideas and put them into action is a very powerful necessity mm. There's a lot in there. There's a lot in there. When you, you mentioned political, what do you mean when you say political? So political, you have many things when you say political. For example, uh, you can have uh, political because, of course, political means um, you can have any 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 anything that politicians do. I need to be careful of, of my words of, of the words that I I choose here, um, but anything that could be done or say or, or basically implemented by a politician could affect your business effectively so it could be new laws which would pass on to uh, legislation and legal uh, therefore if you are in the loop and, and, and under the know-how you will know what are the steps you will take in order to tackle and create a new business to comply with whatever it is mm. so, so what would you say to someone then who has the idea mm -hmm. um the, the, the ideas person but actually the the process the systems the foundations they don't they don't even know where to start oh this is my favorite question uh, and and it is it is not bad and it is not wrong to ask questions uh in my opinion if you don't know how to do something you either take on a course uh, that will teach you how to do it and you learn it by yourself or you hire experts and help you to, to help you with it or of course you get consultancy um, now, those stuff are, are, are three of the things that you can do. Um, but the fourth one would be if you are a startup and you are, and you are new to the business world, I would say join an incubation, uh, basically plan or, 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 or join an incubator or whatever. Um, and, and, and that they will basically help you um, and they will think with you through all of the processes and the businesses that you need to do because they do that day in, day out. Okay, thank you. That's that's really good advice there. And I think going back to what you said about looking at um, negative reviews of, of competitors, in my mind, that's looking for gaps in the market. So what people are not doing um, and, and feedback is, is what is it? The breakfast of champions, right? Yes. Um, so the feedback of consumers, <clears throat> of clients, of customers uh, in a particular niche, industry, service, field it's like what is the feedback they're giving of what they're not getting or what they're not happy with that you can then do to have you stand out and attract those people right absolutely and at the end of the day if you're not serving your customer and, and the client who who they're leaving your reviews and stuff who are you serving 
if if you don't have customers do you have business you don't even have a business so so at the end of the day uh, when you're creating a business or you, when you're solving a problem you're not solving a problem for you you are solving a problem for somebody out there who's going to pay for that service or that product so whenever you are doing make sure you have focus groups make sure you have competitions make sure you have uh, basically uh, uh, feedback uh, hey provide us with with your feedback and and, and get xyz i mean we have seen it so many times where companies send out emails uh, email review surveys where they ask their customers to leave them the, the review and they they compensate them by giving them let's say a 50 pounds amazon voucher or, or, yeah. or they give them something in return and that is just to encourage feedback from the customer um but a free way of doing it is just by going to your competitor look at their negative reviews and then build on that because that is very very important and the clients will always say what's wrong with with something and what is not wrong with it so um if 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 if, if somebody is tech savvy or somebody leaves reviews online they will always go out and, and push it in matter of fact i basically had um i had uh the clients who who have left reviews to our competitors come to us directly because we have outreach to them and we have told them hey we we do this we are doing it at X amount and much better and all of that stuff. Would you like to give it a try? You don't have to pay for it for now. If you provide us with your feedback, we would basically appreciate it. And, and, and we would love to have you on board as a paying client. And, and, and we have had basically clients do that. But I'm talking to you from a business point. I'm not talking to you from a direct consumer point. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant advice there. So... There's a lot of um, opinions about artificial intelligence. So tell yeah. me, good or bad? Um, it could be good and it could be bad. It's 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 literally how you how you see it. But there there is a there are so many theories out there and and, and basically conspiracy theories that people say and there's like myths and all of that. So my take of it is the idea that the quest of for, for strong AI would ultimately succeed was long thought of a science fiction centuries or more away. Um, however, thanks to recent breakthroughs, many AI milestones, um, which experts have viewed as decades away, uh, merely five years ago, um, have now been reached. So making many experts take seriously the possibility of super intelligence, you know, in our lifetime. But those artificial intelligence and those machines and, and, and basically bots and and, and AI and, and basically now we have it with metaverse. Um, it's 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 basically here uh, and it's here to stay. Uh, so therefore, we will have to learn how to live with it and and make sure that we are able to control it because we don't want to get to the point where it could get out of hand and and they become basically super intelligence and 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 and, and we leave all humans behind. So it's. Um, it's it's in my opinion it's good and bad because it could replace many labor kind of heavy focused which affects human health um but from the other point is you need to look at oh who's going to maintain these bots who's going to maintain them who's going to look after them who's going to program them who's going to basically uh to do all of that stuff so from a point is good and from another point is bad so what i'm hearing there is whilst it's you know, one of the things that people will say is is a reason it's bad is it's going to take away our jobs and automate a lot of things. But what I'm hearing also, on the other hand, it'll create jobs. Absolutely, it it will do. It will do. But the the for example, it could replace a job that doesn't require um that doesn't require ed education or experience in a particular field, such as like 
basically elect electric or, or or you need something to be trained very a lot at so for example you need to be good at let's say uh, uh how to fix electricity or, or you need to look to be good at how to do engineering and all of that stuff so um those require let's say a, a, some form of education some form of skill some form of experience um where if you were to work in a warehouse pick uh, and basically pack and collect and all that stuff it will replace that but then it will give the the, the other point of it is a job where you'll have to maintain that bot you'll have to basically look after it, you'll have to program it, you'll have to uh, maintain it. There, there, there are so many possibilities that we can think of. Mm. And I guess that a, a big um, positive and, and a reflection of, of, of the world is that it's constantly evolving. And as yes. you said, you know, this has been around a long, long time. It's so much more prevalent now. It's, you know, becoming a huge reality around us day by day. Absolutely. Um, and we need to embrace that and look at how it's an opportunity for us whether it means go and retrain or go and learn more about that industry so that we can get involved in it it's a case of being open to the possibilities that that creates yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of a similar situation where, where when nokia was basically do you, you know when nokia was basically yeah. literally the number one and then android got introduced and then nokia said oh no i'm not going to update i'm not going to basically do this i'm not going to do that but at the end at the end do we know where is nokia now but we know where is android when we know how far android have reached um so it's kind of you're either going to have to update yourself and and basically learn something new and basically come in with with the times and or you just have to sit there and be a nokia it's mm. as simple as that yeah 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 good example there as well so so what would you say to others with big ideas who have those who, who are innovative in their you know the way they operate or someone who wants to pursue a career or a startup in yeah. tech um to so i'm going to split this to two, two different ones so the, the yeah. beginning part is what would i say to other the others with big ideas and stuff? big ideas yeah yes keep at it so my, my from my experience dedication is the the, the secret this literally the secret source to everything you can't have um, a business without dedication the i know a lot of people basically go and say oh jeff bezos made it big or, or Elon musk have made it big and stuff but listen you're not looking at the other side of things where how many times have they failed how many times have basically tried something it might not be publicly but i can assure you they have tried so many things privately where they have tried it they, they basically see see that they have seen that it, it doesn't work they have left it or they have tried it and they thought it worked but it didn't work at the end and, and they have left it at it so but at the end of the day they, 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 they all kept at it and, and dedicated their their whole life to to technology to, to creating something innovative to create something nice and and basically help people so from my from my perspective and from my opinion my view i think dedication is the number one You'll have to keep at it. You'll have to be dedicated to what you do. You'll have to give up a lot of things. Um, you'll have to basically make sacrifices. But I can assure you, these sacrifices will basically pay back at a later stage, where, where when you know you are basically you have done something good and, and, and it is known. Now, the other part is who basically to, to, to those who want to pursue uh, a career or a startup, basically in tech. Uh, my, my my take on this is. <clears throat> It will be a lot of up and down. It will not always be the same because working for a startup is a lot different than working for a, an established corporation. 
Um, now, established corporations, they have done their policies, they know how where they're going, they, they, they have basically their, their, their life, basically life cycle, they have the, 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 the roadmap in a way. Um, but a startup, it will be bumpy. So it's, sometimes it will be good, sometimes it will be bad. And, and, and you need to know that uh, working for a startup would always be, it will always have its ups, it will always have its downs. Um, now, if, if you want to work for, if, if in my opinion, if you want to learn how to run a business for a future reference, or if you want to learn how to basically create a business, how to uh, run a business, how to do policies, how to get into detail and stuff, you should work for a startup. Because working for a startup, you are literally learning on the job. And you would literally, even if you are the experts at it, the owners or the founders or the CEO or whoever it is of the, of the startup would always want you to do something in a certain way. Now, if you do that, then you would know what you'll have to follow, uh, what, what are the things and the formulas that they did and all of that. So you can take notes of it. Now, that will save you so much time at a later time, because if you decide to start on your own startup or your own company, you would have learned the stuff that they you have gone through and you would apply that to the new uh, to the new business that you are creating. Therefore, uh, you will not do the same mistakes as the ones that they did. You would do you would basically do them correctly, but then you might do some other mistakes that someone else, like yourselves, um, basically would came who, who came to the business before you or sorry after you would learn from you and then take it on to the next stage. So, in my opinion, is if you if you if you want to basically work for a new company learn from it and all of that stuff, then do that. If you want to wear a lot of hats um, and be in a new startup environment and stuff like that, you can do it as well, but it has its up and downs. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a mindset thing, isn't it? Because you said they're about going into, if it's a career in tech versus a uh, startup, the career, it's kind of, it's more established, you know what's happening, there's less risk involved. Um, so it's, it's a kind of um, what that person, is a personal preference, isn't it? It's, and, and, whether they are the ideas, the innovative person, the one who's prepared to take the risks, who wants to wear many hats, mindset versus yeah. I want some stability, my job. security, this and yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. That is exactly that. And, and then not even that, but sometimes the, the, you mentioned something very important, that's stability. It's, it's stability with the startups is not always the case. It's, um, you might have months where you basically get paid a bit late uh, or late, uh, you might have some months where you don't pay, you don't get paid at all. Yeah. You, you might have some months where you're being you getting paid double. So it's um it's the stability of it because it is a startup. It is basically a learning impro like learning progress kind of thing mm -hmm. where you are learning on the way on the go. And I can assure you, the CEO and the founders of the company they were they are wearing one hundred and one hats at the same time. So if you, if you, if you're coming in and you're not basically are able to help then i would i would advise you to stay away because you you, you would you would do more damage than, than, than good <laughs> <laughs> yeah sounds like you're talking from experience of uh, obviously witnessing that so so tell me then what led you to the idea of work scan oh man that is a very very good question uh work scan was created literally from within the halls of the university of west london uh the university where I graduated from, uh, I graduated with a first in ITMB, Information Technology Management in Business. Um, and when I was on my course, um, I was on a placement year. Um, and I basically said, you know what, 
I need to see the placement office in order to apply, uh, in order to find the process to apply for a job, uh, sorry, uh, a placement job uh, in order to go through all of that. Now I went to the placement office, the placement office gave me a paper, which 21st century, it's kind of, why would I need to put in something paper? Why don't you give me a tablet, for example? And I would type it all in online and that would save you a headache, human error and all of that stuff. So at the end, I, I ended up writing on a paper. I gave it to the, um, to the, to the placement officer and the placement officer took that paper, signed me up on the hub, on the local hub of the of the university, um, and then they sent me an email, and then I logged into the hub, and, and how that's how I applied it. Now, I throughout the whole process, in my in my in my in my mind, I was like, you know what, there there surely must be a better way to, of doing that. For example, privacy, data data privacy, um, a lot of manual process, which is admin heavy. Um, it's it's i said it could be that it could be improved so i looked online i did my re research very quickly and i couldn't find any tool out there that could help with this so i said you know what WorkScan must be created and that is when i outreached the university itself and i said you know what i'm going to do my dissertation on uh portals on industrial portals so i started it there and the more i dug i basically the more i digged into it the more I found out, there are so many more problems to it. So um, I ended up getting a first in my dissertation. Uh, it ended up getting the attention of the professors and the principals and, and, and all of that of the university. And then I ended up going to the uh, Westmont uh, Hub team and uh, we, we formed a partnership together. So us as WorkScan and the university and the Westmont Hub, uh, we formed kind of uh, something together and we had an agreement together and we had all of that stuff. And then that's when WorkScan started being basically made. Um, and now um, WorkScan is going to be launching later this year. Fantastic. Congratulations. Actually, one thing that you should be aware of is out of the 200 of us who applied for placements, only two of us got it. Really? Yes. So that, it, that was the big shocker to say, 200 students applying to placements and not only here, not only in the UK, bear in mind that is international, applying anywhere that they could get their hands on. But it was the, sorry, it was the process that that made the whole thing very long. It was the process that made the, the student lose, the student lose kind of interest in the whole thing. With WorkScan, it's, it's a lot easier than that. So, yeah. So tell me then, what is WorkScan solving for students in terms of what are, what are the pains, the challenges that you've just given a great example there that mm. they would experience that WorkScan can solve for them? So first thing first, WorkScan is going to be free for students. It's going to be paid for by um, the university because they will have to have a license. Um, now, uh, the student will come into one platform that would have, it's, it's first of all, it's a dedicated platform. It is not any platform, so it is not a job portal like the ones that you see every day. I don't want to name names, but they're, they're the ones that you see every day. Um, those, uh, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be a platform where it is dedicated for students, made by students, because I was once a student. And uh, it would have the backing of universities that would basically be able to monitor and supervise the whole process of that. So what would happen is the university will sign up, the university will give a code to the students or the students, uh, or it will just invite them all um, to the platform. They will literally get an email or they will get a code. They will sign up to WorkScan and they have access. So that is very, very simple. 
with a click of a button what? to the portal. So they have access to the portal. So that means the student can join in. Right. They'll put in their skills in raw data. So they'll put in their skills in raw data, their information, kind of their CV, but without uploading PDF. So they will basically put it on. Um, and then work scan will basically take it on board and then it will scan. That's when artificial intelligence come in uh, and machine learning. It will scan the data that you gave the system and it will put you through in touch with jobs and placements, internships, basically, uh, ones are related to the skills and the information that you input into the system. And, and then it will give you the chance, basically, it will give you a percentage of what the chances are of you getting that job in comparison, of course, with how many applications it had, how many jobs of the same it had, and all of that. So um, it will give you that, and then the student will be able to apply to the placements and jobs within the platform. And once somebody accepts, once an employee accepts, the interview happens within the platform, the platform has got its own built-in chat, so there is no need for emails and stuff like that. The, the platform has got like attendance and all that and um, it will all happen within and then the university can come in uh, they can create an agreement within within WorkScan the agreement will be signed by three parties and that is the university education body and the student and then as soon as that has been signed there is something called the contract page where it will be created automatically by the system and that will basically put it on and it will allow everybody involved to be on the same page of everything that happens in relation to that particular internships. So for example, feedbacks, check-ins, um, webinars, interviews, all of that stuff would happen within that contract page. Um, so that's how easy it will be on everybody involved. And at the end of it, feedback is going to be from the same place. All of your job applications are going to be from the same place. It is built for students by students. It's, there are so many things that you are able to basically do within WorkScan, but that is for you to find out when it launches. Amazing, amazing. and and. So how would employers then be able to put those internship places in there? How, how would that side of it work? So employers will sign up to the platform. They will have to go through a verification process, which again, we use artificial intelligence to do. Uh, we are able to let you know whether you, we accept your application or not within 60 seconds. In matter of fact, within 12 seconds, but we say 60 seconds to be on the safe side uh, because you know, artificial intelligence. So you don't know if something's gonna go wrong. Of course. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we often find out within 12 seconds because we do link our, info, our, our basic systems with government databases, with sanctions lists, with basically blacklists and all of that stuff and anti-money laundering solutions. So um, we, we scan all of those and we see uh, if you are basically uh, on any of those lists, then of course we automatically decline the application because of course we want all genuine employees to be on the platform. Um, and then that is our promise to the universities. So that is something that we abide by 100%. This is something that it, do, it doesn't get bypassed on. Um, and then once they sign up, they will just have to basically post their um, job, of course, after they choose a subscription. Right. So the employer has to pay a subscription to use it. Yes, but the subscription is very, very minimal in comparison to everybody else in the industry. And, and, and so what is the advantage for an employer to, to sign up to the system? First of all, they're getting a workforce for a very, very cheap rate than and basically than getting it elsewhere. Uh, for example, if you're to hire a full-timer or whatever, it's going to be a lot more expensive because you're hiring a full-time and a permit kind of thing but with students you're able to hire them for a year two years they will able to give you like two extra hands in your business for at a at a lot lower rate now that is first second uh, you have every single thing on of basically everybody in one place 
So whether it is university, whether it is educational body, whether it is kind of uh, students or whatever it is, it's all from one place. So that is easier um, to, to, to the employer. And then at the end of the day, we have seen it with the kickstart scheme that the government have launched. How many employees basically took on a lot of students uh, as a result of that? So um, when governments and, 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 and legal and political kind of create stuff like this, it encourages employers to, of course, take on more students because we want to train the workforce of tomorrow. Um, and, and that is how we're going to basically do it. Okay. Amazing. I think it, it's a great idea. And it's almost like a house has not been available before. It, do you know what I mean? And I was, and we were very, very basically, we were very, very on it. So it's all basically copyrighted, it's all patent pending before even me speaking to you right now. I basically had to get so many approvals that basically I need to make sure um, we were abiding by laws and all of that stuff because we need to make sure um, the legality of it was basically done. So it's yeah, I'm very very excited that it is patent pending. So it's, um, it's mm. yeah, fantastic. So when when does that actually go live? There there isn't a set date yet because it's all program programming and coding, but it is mid to later this year. Okay, okay. Very good. We'll keep me posted on that and I can share that amongst our networks as well, because I'm sure there'll be a huge benefit for a lot of the employers out there. Um, I'm thinking the ones that I know in the tech industry as a starting yeah. point. So, yeah, keep me posted on that. Amazing. We'll do. So, so tell me then <clears throat> on the back of that, you've given some examples of benefits to um, the employer of, of utilizing this platform. What are the challenges that you say hiring managers and those organizations recruiting face that this will help to solve? I mean, first thing first, I'm not going to name any job boards, but there are so many job boards out there that they don't do this correctly. And that is whenever you post one job on one of these job boards, you, you get like 200, 300, 400, um, 400 job applicants, right? Now, from my personal from my personal experience, um, I once had over 150 um, job applicants, right? And I basically invited majority of them to an interview. It was about 110 invitations to um, a job interview. Um, so we were basically, we had a, a, a very, we, we hired a, a basically, a very, like basically a, a big space and all of that stuff to do the interviews and stuff. And then at the end, we had four people turn up. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. And that was a very big shock. It was a very, very big shock because we went through so much expenses, so much stuff. And that is because we put our trust into these job boards. But then at the end of it, we, 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 we felt it, 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 something wrong with the system. I don't want to talk too much, but it's, it's yeah, something was wrong with the system. I don't know what exactly, but um, something is wrong. It's, um, you, you, it's impossible for you to have over 150 applicants and only two people turn up. Um, and, and yeah, that's when we basically say, you know what, that is definitely a big challenge to us and a lot more expenses and stuff. Um, so yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to, no. And um, in terms of placement office, um, when they get students, they will have right now, they will have to interview students in masses. So they'll have to do that in, in, in basically regularly, which means every two, three weeks, they would basically have to have their juniors or the development manager or whatever to have meetings with the students to make sure they're on the same page and stuff like that. But in reality, with WorkScan, all of that is digital. 
So you don't even have to like hire events and hire space and hire all of that stuff in order for you to do an interview. All of that is done literally within the platform. Right. Um, so it's, yeah. I know some platforms, some job boards that do offer this facility, but it wasn't when I basically was using it. And mm. it, it was definitely a big shock because it was a very big, heavy, expensive, um, very, very, very big, basically big expense. And then we had to basically take the hiccup yeah so so is this um platform only going to be focused on student placement recruitment so right now it's going to be only focused on student placements uh but later we we are working on an on, on an upgraded kind of a second version of the platform but that would be for after you do the plates placements you are able to take on a contract or a permanent job or a full-time job or whatever through that basically through that brand okay fantastic and when's that likely to come out is that that going live second year second year of launching second year second year of launching great okay so i think you know you've, you from what you're saying then there's again you've identified a gap in the market right from your yeah. own personal experience so this isn't even feedback this is your own feedback your own experience where you've identified a gap and you've now taken an idea and implemented it um from start to finish and it's about to go live so first of all hats off to you congratulations and it's you know it it sounds like it's gonna be you know a huge success you've got universities across the country that are hiring 35 35 universities on the waiting list already sign up amazing amazing we we have so far we have got over 40 employers um, and we have a lot of students. Um, and and speaking of marketing and speaking of basically that perspective, mm. um, one way of us reaching universities would be through students because students would basically go to the placement office and start talking about WorkScan and we'll get works would be work to sign up. So this is another marketing. <laughs> <laughs> As we said before we, we started the podcast, it's um, with the innovative ideas, it's always about finding an angle as well, isn't there? You'll have to find what's suitable to you. And sometimes you'll have to do things that you haven't even imagined of, but you just, the, 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 the industry have taught you it and you just have to do it because you have to basically to do it in order for you to succeed. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. And it's a huge time-saving exercise as well for, for employers and oh, automating a lot of things. So yeah, it, it sounds great. So I wish you all the best with it because it sounds like, as I said, it, it's much needed and it will be a huge success because there's so much value that it is bringing um, to the industry. Um, so, so tell me, what's next for you? What's next for me? Uh, just keep on innovation, technology, investments, building the portfolio. It's um, simple as that. Amazing. Very, very boring, but yeah, simple. <laughs> That's as not that. boring. You know it's not boring, otherwise you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, Nis, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really insightful talking to you. Um, thank you for being so open and sharing here from your own experiences what you're doing and I'm sure you'll be inspiring many many listeners um, who are kind of thinking about it not sure what to do what steps to take and they can reach out and connect with you on LinkedIn so your your details will be in the show notes thank you so much thank you for having me thank you Leila thank you for listening please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so And if you enjoyed and gained value from today's episode, then do please leave a review telling us your key learnings and what you enjoyed the most. And do please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can spread the word on life leadership, creating a life of choice, freedom and new possibilities. 
Connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And if you would like to learn more about how we can work together, either DM me on LinkedIn or email me. All details and resources can be found in the show notes.